Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for life, career, and organization. Go to emisgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, Dave, what time is it? It's Apply Rigger time. Apply Rigger podcast time. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to the Apply Rigger podcast. We're welcome. We're welcome. We're welcome. That doesn't even make sense, but we are glad that you're with us today. Are you glad? I'm glad. Because when you wear that when you wear that jacket, it's hard to be glad about anything. You know, for all my friends that are listening, please understand, and I know you're all big supporters of the Orange and Black, that I know the Flyers did not make the NHL playoffs, but I'm sporting my Flyers jacket today anyway in protest of needing to get to a point where the NHL just adds a team that should have been there anyway, and we're going to call that the Philadelphia Flyers. See? There you go. You're just angry. No, I'm not angry. You are angry. I'm good. You put on the yellow and black, you just get angry. No, and it's you go not low yellow eye, and black. I would eye. never wear yellow and black. That's Pittsburgh. Don't oh. even try to brainwash me jones dang it (laughs) i tried man (laughs) hey last time we were together we talked about this topic of how to build a unified team that competes every night and we talked about these yeah these 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 pillars of vision strategy brand and culture communicate the vision and strategy pray and action and what we found was when we got done there was a whole lot more to say on this topic yes And so here's what we're going to do. We're kind of going to brand today as part two. And so we want to bring you along on the journey because there's a side to this topic that we really want to bring attention to. Can you tell our listeners what that is? Yeah, so I am like super pumped, super honored to be part of five teams this year where we did mental prep. Four of them went to the national championship and two of them won. And I was a small part of that, but, you know, I was part of it. And there's some things that I... Did you get a medal? I got a kind of medals, getting a ring. You know, it's, it's gonna be good stuff. <laughs> nice, yeah, that's yeah. awesome. So, um, yeah, there was just you know when when you have a championship team or whenever you go through something that's just so powerful that I always like to debrief from it and kind of reflect back on it. And so there were two things that happened with these two teams that that uh, I want to talk about today. Okay, that is part of how to build a championship team that competes every night. Um, and this is this idea of an external force that provides an internal motivator. Okay, right? what does that even mean, man? So there's something that is going to threaten the group. Like it, it's something that's the team gets threatened, and the team says, "No, we don't want that threat." And it it like caramelizes the team and the vision. Gotcha. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome to watch. And a lot of times, you can't. You, you can't strategically put that in, in place. It's just something that happens that okay. solidifies the team. So uh, in one scenario, you know, there's a coach from years ago that, you know, um, that wants all these players to come to his team and they don't come. And so because they don't come, that caramelizes them. And because of all the drama around why aren't they coming, they go, we're with this team. Gotcha. So this pop, this, this, pushes the vision up of we're we're going to win the national championship because we don't want to play for this other guy. And but it took 4 years for that to happen, you know, and so, you know, that scenario was a major contributor to this team winning the national championship. So, in that respect, yeah, that took time. It can that idea also be seen in just something simple like, you know, one of the things that 
I typically do with my middle school soccer teams is in the beginning, literally the first real practice we have, they run full field suicides, which are brutal on a soccer field, going from the touchline to the six back, 18 and back, half back, and then that same model on the second half of the field. You time them, second time, I want you to hit this time, they don't hit it. Next time, I want you to hit this time, they don't hit it. And at some point, you as the coach become that, that outside factor. And then the, the older guys, typically what happens is they step up, they step up and I look at them and I say, guys, well, how are you gonna finish this? And I'm like, you have to figure this out. I'm not gonna help you. And what happens is all of the really fit players, when they finish, mm-hmm. they go back out on the field and they literally start dragging the other kids so that they can hit their time. Yeah. So, well, like we did that this last fall, and the time before the last time, they missed it. They missed their time by two seconds. Mm. And at that point, I have a decision to make. Well, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, we're going to stick to our guns. I'm like, you right. got to do it again. And right. of course, next time they hit it. Right. Is that the same idea that you, you kind of, where that's, that's a simplistic idea. Yeah. But what you're talking about is where it happens over a longer period of time, it's an external force, and it's causing them to perform at a different level. Yeah, so it's definitely an internal motivator. Okay. So like your seasoned guys, in that example, they're motivated for some reason because they know what they want. So uh, I had a situation this week, coach called and you know, said I had a negative guy on my team. You know, what, what could we have done different? Because that negative guy, um, he hurt the second half of the year. I mean, he ruined the second half of the year. Wow. And so, you know, that we've talked about this before, that, that negative person on the team you know, they provide doubt, fear, anxiety, stress. You know, they're low EI. They have no empathy. All they could do is think about themselves. And so they want to drag people down with them. And it's all about them. So they try to, you know, get other people involved. And now there's lots of drama. But back to the, back to the how to build a team that yeah, competes yeah. every night. You know, you have to have vision, right? And you have to have a clear path to what this means when we accomplish this goal. If that path isn't there, then everything breaks down. And so winning nationals, like we're going to be national champions, could be a vision. Yep. Right? So everybody's got to rally around that. Then you have an external force that comes in and goes, wait, I want these players and these players to do this thing. And, and, and you go, no, we don't want to do that. We want to stay together as a team. So there's a threat to that core and that vision. It caramel, you know, That threat now caramelizes the team. So I, I like how you use the word caramelize. You like that? <laughs> kind of makes it real nice. Yeah, it's kind of sticky. Yeah, that's nice. So, so this external threat is does it always have to be negative? I don't think it has to be negative. I think it has to jeopardize, you know, the the core vision of the team, and then you know, parents, players, you know, they have to get behind it. Staff and go, we don't want that. Now, it, the players really have to get behind and go, we don't want this to happen please let's stay together and so that is an internal motivator that that internal motivation is something that is beyond your passion beyond your talent this is something that you know we want to do together to Mm -hmm. win this to win this to to complete this goal in this case it's a national championship so when you think of this external motivator they've got to jeopardize what's happening with the team who are kind of like like if like if i'm overseeing a team or i'm leading a team or Let's say a lot of the people in our audience, again, as we know, are entrepreneurs or you know um, pastors or whatever, and they're looking at this, and they're. I think one of the questions becomes, which 
in this scenario, you have the external jeopardizer, mm-hmm. if we want to call it that. But what are some of the other key roles in here? Like, is there a key role at the team level? Like, someone needs to rise up and fill a certain role so that certain happens? Or do you need three people? Or what does that look like? Well, I think there's definitely got to be leadership in the room. You know, captains, you know, have to step up when it's when it's appropriate time. But uh, winning a championship team, it has to come internally from the players um, that are that are involved. The coach can, you know, set the tempo and set the set the stage for that. But at the end of the day, it's got to be the players. One thing that I've been debriefing on, and you know, when you look at a championship team, you know, you look at the different players that are involved. And I, I had this topic. I thought this was going to be the, the yeah. topic of our podcast, but. You know, Ron Francis, Bill Peters, and the Democratic Party have no vision. <laughs> okay. And then you walked in with your Philadelphia yeah, well. flyers, and I'm like, there's another example of no vision. Stop, man. <laughs> I mean, that that's exactly... that. <laughs> You're brutal. That's exactly why Ron Hextall isn't there anymore, but we don't need to get into the flyers organization. But a lot of the times on this podcast, what the stuff we talk about, we look at through the lens... Of culture, so unpack yeah. unpack the uh, unpack the uh, hurricanes for a second. All right, so here we you know Peters Peters and Francis were with us for five years. They you know inherited all these contracts with the players, and everybody said, well, he's got to work through these contracts, work these contracts, and you know I was kind of the background going, he doesn't work through anything. Look what Toronto did in a matter of year. They they turned things around. Like they can turn things around. If you know how to build a culture and set vision, you can turn things around really quick. And right now, the Carolina Hurricanes are proving that. Within one year, new ownership, new coach, new GM, they've turned the whole franchise around. Didn't make the playoffs in 10 or 11 years. They're going to the second round of the playoffs. Who knows what's going to happen there? But the point is, they were able to set vision, get the players on board, create a culture, right? This external force we're talking about of we got rid of all the other mess, which is Peters and Francis, and said, okay, we're... We're going to go do this now. We've got the environment. We love Rod Brindamore. He's a great person to play for. Um, the X's and O's, you know, probably not strong there, but the motivation and the compete every night and wanting to win for each other, it's there. Yeah. The vision's there and the culture's there. It's a great example of how to build a team that competes every night. So this, so again, in this example, the exterior, the external kind of force and jeopardizer, in this example is gone so yeah how does this work because now it's like the organization has new blood has a breath of fresh air and we all know andy stanley taught this to us many years ago that the key to building momentum is new improved and improving and so when you get rid of a gm and coach you get rid of leadership at your organization you do have a moment of new mm. improved and improving which is a kickstarter for momentum now, how you use that is up to you. But so in this example, you have this experience where they're gone, a breath of fresh air. Where does that, again, plug into this? Because this is slightly different than saying, I've got a jeopardizer who's still present. Yeah. Now they're not present. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Say the question again. So in the examples you gave before, the jeopardizer was still present, was still yeah. engaged yeah. and was yeah. there. In this example, it was removed. Yep. And so now is that motivation really to prove to those guys who are gone that they can mm. do something? Or is it to prove to the fan base? Is it to prove to the new owner? What is it? Like, what is Yeah, that? it could be a number of things. I mean, it could be, okay, this is gone. Now the team can caramelize. Or it could be, you know what, we're going to prove them wrong. Let's go. So it's, it's another level of internal motivation that could be there. 
Or maybe it's maybe it's the fact that, you know, we always knew we had more in us. We just couldn't, you know, we just didn't feel we had the right coach. And what's funny about that is when you look at youth sports, oh, everyone, most of your kids are playing. You already know youth sports are full of politics. I yeah. don't like my coach. My kid doesn't play enough. My coach doesn't like my kid. My kid doesn't like my coach. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? That stuff still happens at the professional oh, level. Oh, yeah. All day. Exactly. All day long. So, okay, so walk us through this, this example from a Democratic Party standpoint. Well, it's it's kind of what you said before of this new, what was it, new? New, improved, and improving. Okay, new, improved, and improving. You cannot win by providing criticism towards the other person. Putting, putting somebody else down to make you look good mm-hmm. is not a winning formula. Casting vision is getting people on board to where we're going is showing people from where they're at and where they need to go is a winning formula. And right now... Make America great again. Make America great again. You know, Donald Trump, you can even go back to Obama. Yep. We change. Yes, we can. Yep. He rallied the nation, perhaps the world, around that vision. Right now, the Democrats are just pointing fingers and, you know, criticizing. There is no vision. And this new improved and improving with AOC... Yeah. I mean... It's just not a vision that people can follow. Right. It's just so, so it's, it's not working. You want to know how to not build a team that wins every night? Watch the Democratic Party. Wow. Because, because <laughs> it's just not working. Yeah. You know when Obama? Look, I'm not a. I am a fire breathing right wing conservative Bible toting gun carrying Christian. I'm not afraid to say that, obviously. But if you look back at what Obama did, he did something. It was pretty awesome. He rallied the nation, perhaps the world, with change yes we can it was yep. a vision and right now there it it's it's visionless the democratic party is visionless wow and so it's pretty easy to see <laughs> so we transform that over to sports and you go okay does my coach have vision where are we going what are we doing are we working together yeah who's low ei who's not low ei okay i'm glad you brought that up because i want to dig into that so you know, we've talked about the external jeopardizer. We've talked about some of the leadership you need on the team side of things. Where does emotional intelligence weigh into this whole thing? Because it always does. It always is a big factor. Yeah. So when you're talking about championship teams, you know, you have to sacrifice your own thoughts. You have to sit down and let the vision work itself out. Um, I've got so many examples I can share, and I don't want to do it publicly, but where parents just get in the way all the time. They don't know how to sit down and shut up. It's sad because they ruin it for the parent. They ruin it for the other players on the team. They ruin it for the other parents on the team. Um, they They just have to have it their way. They're low EI all the time. And so um, they can't see the vision. They want to see the vision. This is we're going to talk about this in the next show. Yeah. When you're depleted in your maps, you're mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually depleted. You have nothing to give. You can't give. So it's all about you. Mm-hmm. And you sent me a Simon. We're talking about it later, but you sent me that Simon Sinek. Yep. Um, uh, video a couple of days ago, and it's so spot on. Um, but yeah, when you're always thinking about you, when you're depleted, it's all about you. It's really a, a consistent, tiring conversation that I have all the time. And it, it's interesting. It's always about them. It's never about, I don't believe in the vision of the team. Um, um, I don't understand where it's going. It's about me, 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 me. You know, in, in hockey, it's ice time. Um, it's, you know, um, 
ice time player development it's it's all it's always about them and what they think and it's never really about the kid it's about the parent what the parent believes the kid is doing and the kid doesn't even know what the parent's talking about a lot of times so um yeah so as we start to try to you know think about wrapping this up you know let me ask you this if you're if we're talking to and we are typically every time talking to organizational leaders and also coaches, if you would give them maybe three or four things to walk away from of how to do this, what are those three or four things? Well, it goes back to vision. I think you got to start there. You got to cash it. You got to cast vision of what do you want. You got to really dig deep so, into okay. what is it that you want this team to do? Where can you see this team going? That supersedes everything. It supersedes the criticism. It supersedes the low EI. If you really can cast vision and really get everybody on board with that vision then you're in a good place yeah so you yeah i mean so you just you just talked in the beginning about the fact that you won two national championships was the vision for those teams let's win a national championship like what was that for one team it was okay and it was for four years we're gonna win natties we're gonna win natties it was relentless it was it was it was just there and so when it came time they competed at a level that nobody ever seen before it was awesome to watch okay awesome yeah. So I do want to say this too, just leading with that. If you have negativity and low EI on your teams, whether in your workforce or on your sports teams, whatever, then it's not the other people's fault. It's your fault for not casting a vision that they can believe in. Mm, that's good. That's, that's what it good. comes down to. Yep. Yeah. Rewind that for a second. It's your fault. <laughs> it's just your fault. Yep. Cast a better vision. Come on, you can do it. All right, yeah. so vision is one. What are a couple more that we can give them? Uh, vision, I mean, and then just how do you roll out the vision? How do you how do you be relentless with the vision? Um, you know, in pro sports or juniors, you know, if if somebody's not on board with the vision, you got to recast vision. You got to really look inside. But a lot of times people just aren't on board, so you got to cut them. You got to let them go. Wow. And sometimes I think that is the toughest experience for any leader is making that call it's you know i, I kind of look at it as it's it's the right thing to do it's hard going through it oh absolutely yeah absolutely you know i a couple days ago um i ended up uh tweeting something that was in a recent article from one of my life mentors dan ryland the uh, executive pastor at 12 stone in the Atlanta, Georgia metro area. And he said this, he said, influence is diminished when tough calls aren't made. And that's exactly what you're Say talking about. Influence is diminished when tough calls are not made. Mm. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Sense. That's it. Stay there. Stay, right. in that, stay, in that, stay in that lane. Okay. So we've spent two weeks now really pouring into you with this idea that you absolutely can build a team that competes every night, so to speak. It's absolutely possible, but leader, listen, it starts with you. You have to put together, you have to cast, you have to believe in a compelling vision, and that typically is not put together in five seconds in the shower, mm, Yeah. okay? It's time, it's intensity, it's working and reworking and reworking to is the that point- rigor? Is that rigor? That's what we do, right? I'm just saying. That's what we it do. It sounds pretty rigorous to me. That's exactly what you do. And so it, this is not a microwave show. This is a show that believes in a crock pot. And part of the crock pot is rigor. Okay? And so 
If you really, truly, deep down inside want to see a transformation in your organization, this should be key. It should be cornerstone. It should be number one on your priority list, okay? And so I want to encourage you to do that and then go through the rest of the steps we've talked about. Send us some comments. We'd love to know how it's gone for you. But I promise if you do this and you do this well, it will change everything. All right, so that's our encouragement today. Go do it. Go make it happen and go apply some rigor. We'll see you next week. See you.